Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt is here with me as we have everything Formula One to discuss. I mean, there's not much to discuss from the race, Matt. Is, is there anything memorable that happened in your eyes? Uh, you got your bad prediction horribly wrong. I did, yes. I did. That's about it. Uh, a pink Mercedes broke down. There was a pass somewhere and <laughs> um yeah i guess i don't know that do, do you have anything to add to the race <laughs> i will say the one thing interesting observation i had and this is nothing to do with the actual race is the fact that the media fans the commentators at the track the social media managers for the team all agree this is a boring race I mean, every William social media in the middle race tweeting some like warning emoji, and it was just making sure you're still awake. And if that didn't accurately depict how boring the finale was, I don't know what is. And before I get to a question, the top five for those who dozed off, which is totally acceptable this one time. Max Verstappen, Valtteri Bottas, Lewis Hamilton, Alex Albon, and Lando Norris. So, Matt, my question to you. Generally, the most boring race to people is Barcelona. So, if you you can keep... You have to keep one on the calendar. I know your your wish would be to get rid of both. But you have to keep one on the calendar... As it is, you know, we're not going to improve Sector 3 at Barcelona like we'd like. It has to stay like it is, but you have to keep either that or Abu Dhabi. Which one are you keeping? Can I change Abu Dhabi? No. Just the tracks, just like they are right now. Um, and no, you can't pass and take neither. I'll take Abu Dhabi just because they're probably paying more. Okay, fair. Uh, <laughs> both tracks suck. Uh, yeah, yeah. The problem with Spain is, yeah, like I said, we can edit sec- Sector 3 to make it significantly better. Uh, Abu Dhabi, they, they definitely need to look at changing the layout. But I don't think they will because they love going under that hotel. But it's like that second sector that's just got no flow to it, nowhere to pass. It's boring. But it goes under the hotel that's bright and shiny. So I feel like commercially they won't do that. But I wish they would because there's definitely got to be a better way to to make that track work yeah very well said i think as we mentioned 
other than Sergio Perez DNFing relatively early into the race. Pierre Gasly had a nice pass on my pal Esteban Ocon at some point in the race, which means McLaren scored P3 in the Constructors' Championship overall as both of their drivers had a good day. So let's recap our predictions because I have nothing worthwhile to say about this race other than the only reason it remains at the end of the calendar is because they pay a ton of money. And I will take it for now because motorsports needs all the money it can get after 2020. I'm just going to leave it at that. But our predictions. I predicted Daniel Ricciardo would do well, P7. You predicted Leclerc, P13. I guess I won that one. Neither had particularly inspiring races, but I think both got screwed by their terrible pitch strategies. Our bad predictions. You predicted George Russell, P15. I predicted Max Verstappen. He won the race. He led, what, like all the two laps? I think so. So I'll give you the win on that one, even though Russell didn't have a bad day. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Verstappen led every lap. I'm sorry. Oh, look at that. <laughs> That's how memorable the race was. I'm pretty sure halfway through the race, I was on TikTok and have a new obsession Ugh. with TikTok. And no, I, what? no, why? Yeah, I just like silly dog videos. They make me laugh. <laughs> You're not out here learning the Carol Basket dance or anything? No, I'm, you're not going to see me do any dances. Nobody wants to see me dance anyway. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Not, I just, I just, it just, I just needed a laugh. Our top five, Dark Horse top five. I picked Kvyat. He finished P11. You were very close with Carlos Sainz in P6. Dark Horse Q3. You won that one with Kvyat. I picked Sebastian Vettel. Why did I do that? Wait, not only did I win, I won by picking Danny Kvyat. <laughs> In his final Formula One race, he made Q3. How does that happen? It's 2020, man. I I got nothing for you on on that one other than this was literally like the least memorable race I might have watched in all of 2020 across all of motorsports. And I watched a lot of racing this year because I didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Bad. So your driver of the day. Uh, (laughs) Not too many to pick from. No, uh, Max Verstappen. Wow. Good, good, good job, Max. Orlando, he's the best of the rest. No, you got to pick one. You can't pick both. Well, I'm going to pick Max because he led every lap and he beat one of the best cars in the history of Formula One by a mile. Yeah, okay. I will take, I'll take Lando. McLaren had a, a very good day with five and fifth and sixth, so... I'll take Lando there. Your disappointment of the day. Disappointment of the day. I don't know. I feel like I should switch it up and just say the biggest disappointment of the day was all of Formula One. I just felt really sad after that race. I'm like, that was a waste of two hours of my life. Similarly. Uh, we yeah, we haven't had too many of those this year. Actually, it's it's been a, a well above average season as far as entertainment and uh just had a lot of passion watching it this year because there was just a lot of cool moments for us to recap. And this is just, unfortunately, it was a two-hour blip on the radar for us. Yes, well said. Similarly, I am also not going to pick a driver. I am going to pick both Ferrari and 
Renault. So Renault let Ricardo stay out when the virtual safety car came out. Ferrari kept both drivers out, and it helped none of them. Both Ferrari drivers sunk through the field. I think at one point Leclerc was down to P19 before he recovered to 13th. And Ricardo finished seventh, and I think he was up in the top five at least early on. So I don't get the strategy there. It, it obviously was not the right call. Even if you, it means you have to change strategies, I think it was really bad. But I, I don't know. It's just that one is annoying. And speaking of annoying, this is probably not annoying to everybody, but annoying to me is Valtteri Botas gets to keep a seat in 2021, Matt. Do you have any thoughts on Valtteri Bottas's 2021 contract? Should we just get all the garbage headlines out of the way first? Because we just did this stupid race recap, which was stupid. Now we got to talk about this nonsense. Yes. <sighs> I, there's yeah. Congrats to Mercedes for playing it safe. I similar to the IndyCar episode, we'll have to come up with some sort of bet that I have to do if Botas somehow beats Hamilton in the standings next year, because it's just not going to happen. I think we have to make that one higher stakes than the IndyCar bet, too. What, because I, what was the, IndyCar the odds about? of it? Uh, so it's something Dalton Kellett related? That's a great question. <laughs> I already forgot. <laughs> it, wasn't for, it wasn't for me forgetting my blood type. No, no. And we'll, 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 we'll re-listen, and, and we've got time to figure that out throughout the offseason. Let's see here. Also, speaking of annoying headlines, and I don't even know, Codemasters. Let's, let's jump down here. We're going to jump all around today. Codemasters, who produces the F1 video game, was sold to EA Sports for about $1.2 billion U.S. dollars per EA, which has single-handedly ruined Madden NFL amongst, I don't know, pretty much every game they've gotten their hands on lately. I'm not too comfortable with this right now. I guess we'll see. Maybe they operate as kind of two separate entities and Codemasters is still allowed to kind of keep its force on all the racing games it has, you know, Dirt Rally and and a couple others that are really solid games. So, I don't know. I don't know if you have any more upbeat thoughts than I do on this one. Yeah, I, mean, I was kind of trying to explain that, you know, I love FIFA, and this year I think FIFA is a little disappointing because they're in this kind of weird period with the or the new platforms coming out, so the Xbox Series X and the PS5. So I think they're trying to cater the games towards those, and they're kind of forgetting about the PS4 and Xbox One crowds. Uh, Madden has been atrocious for years. This newest Madden that came out last year had terrible reviews because it's kind of just a copy and paste from the previous year. They didn't really do anything. So I'm a little worried about that. I know they messed up with the Star Wars Battleground games that came out two, three years ago. Uh, Very loot boxy. I think Codemasters has done a very admirable job over the years, and hopefully it's just kind of a changing the name on the the rug kind of thing and they don't um don't overhaul too much because Cosmasters and what they have now do a great job with innovating and keeping each game fresh and tweaking it just enough to make it new and exciting so i'm a little nervous but we'll we'll give ea the benefit of the doubt until 
they screw up, I guess. Fair enough there. So the 2021 entry list is about 98% done. I'm going to kind of combine two into one here. Obviously, there's a strong Sergio Perez to Red Bull rumor going around with Albon going to the test reserve driver role. Sergio Perez's brother is posting more stuff on social media over the last couple days. So that and what's the other open seat that I'm that's still TBA? Why am I blanking on it now? Alpha Tower. Yes, whoever, which we assume will be Yuki Sonoda. And I would guess by the time this episode is released, that's probably finalized, but both might be finalized. Also, what I did not know, the entry fee for F1 was reduced all around next year, which is probably the smart decision. But did you know the championship winning team pays Five thousand. I'm sorry, six thousand six hundred and seventy-seven dollars scored for each point in the world championship. Every other competitor pays a significant discount at five hundred five thousand five hundred and sixty-three dollars for each point. So Williams doesn't have to pay anything if you're looking for a positive out of that. Yeah. Well, they yeah they just get the standard five hundred fifty-six thousand. So that's one way to look at it. They just uh, saved. Well, no, it's there's no positive spin on this. I'd yeah. rather be one of the top teams and pay the extra money because you think about it, how much McLaren probably netted many, many, many millions of dollars for beating Racing Point. So the fact that they only have to pay like 39000 more than them in entry fees, like that's a small, small price to pay for the, the majority of monies that you just got for being P3. So I didn't know that, though. That was crazy. I kind of blew my mind that. So like last year, Mercedes had to pay $5.5 million because they went off with their 739 constructor points. That's a lot. Uh, do you have $5.5 million laying around to enter us? And do the, well, no, and we got to pay $200 million to all the other teams. And then we have to buy the shop and the chassis and hire a bunch of people and pay Pastor Maldonado and Dalton Kellett to drive for us. And uh, luxury box thing at the track to host our sponsors rich energy hospitality yeah i don't feel like starting an f1 team nowadays is is cheap i wonder what the payback is oh i guess we'll get those they kind of slowly come out with those as the year goes on yeah um also random thing i wanted to point out with the um entry list so red bull obviously is now back to red bull racing no longer Aston Martin Red Bull Racing or Red Bull Aston Martin or whatever you want to call them. And, yep, the two TBAs. So, fingers crossed for Checo. Yeah, I hope so. No offense to Alex, but Perez, I I don't like to say the word deserves this ride because nothing is deserved, but that man has done so much for Formula One and, and kept Racing Point afloat a handful of years ago with his sponsorship money. So you'd think he could, he, he, he should be on the grid. He won a race this year and I don't know where exactly he finished in the standings off the top of my head, but I think in the top five. Yeah, I think, I think so. Fourth overall. Um, so yeah, but can you imagine? So IndyCar, let's, let's look up the IndyCar standings here. IndyCar standings 
2020. Can you imagine? So let's just say the top three pulled up for me. Colton Herta being out of a ride because he finished third in the standings next year. Next year, like that's just insanity. Yeah. Well, especially since, as far as I can tell, Checo was bringing money to the team too, wasn't he? It's not like he's not yeah. a paying driver either. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, none of it makes sense. But you know, when you got Daddy's money funding the team, and you got Sebastian Vettel who's going to come in and spin thirty times, you know, whatever. Let's not get bogged down on who got fired for what. I guess there was one positive this last weekend. Yep. The uh, the V10 showing. Fernando uh, Alonso yeah. got to take the 2005 championship winning Renault car around the track, blitzing. Not he looked he looked like he was pushing pretty hard actually, which I think was kind of funny. It's just a demo demo drive, just out there showing off, and he's actually legitimately trying locking up the brakes or whatever, but the V10 roar was heard around Abu Dhabi. A, what'd you think? And then B, looking at that car with all of its tech on it and the engines, what are some things you miss most about that era of Formula One car compared to now? Great question. First off, it was really cool to watch. I actually forgot to watch it live, so I watched it on YouTube like 67 times in a row on repeat. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. What do I miss the most? Obviously, the sounds. I miss that passing wasn't because you pressed a button and your wing opened up you actually had to work the car there was a little bit less downforce and i was saying this the other night to somebody the cars were a little bit shorter so tracks like monaco and maybe even spain to a lesser degree your your boat of a car isn't taking up two-thirds of the track you actually have a little bit of room to pass just because the car's smaller so i think those are you know, a few of the things I've missed that I'm just kind of scrambling off the top of my head. I don't know if you have anything to add on there. Yeah, so obviously engine is is what it is. We're stuck with the ones we have now until, what, 2026 or something. Yeah. So it's a while. Uh, so I guess, you know, obviously I'm always going to miss the old engines, but that's not like a tomorrow problem. That's a ways away. I... I I got blown away when the, the I knew the current Formula One car is big, but when you look at them next to each other, like it's one is gargantuan and the other <laughs> is a Formula One car. 
And it's just, it blows my mind how how much larger the wheelbase is for the current Formula One car and how much just larger everything looks. The side pods, the engine cover, the rear wing, just everything is bigger. So I wouldn't mind seeing them go back down. I want to see like a mix of the 2016 F1 car and the 2017 F1 car. I hated the rear wings and the old cars. They looked hideous. I didn't like yep. the front wings. I didn't necessarily like the smaller tires. I think the tires got too big, but I like the rear wings and the front wings. So we got to find like a mix of the two. But I think the cars now are just too big. Um, I don't, I mean, DRS is kind of a necessity right now. Yeah. But I wish it wasn't because I do miss drivers trying to overtake in places they wouldn't normally overtake, which we don't see too much of nowadays. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's it's that engine that is just so... I mean, I saw a video today right before we got on with Lewis Hamilton doing an interview, and he hears the car going off in the background, and he just, like, turns around, looks at the camera, and just goes, ugh, I missed that. Sounds like a proper F1 car. And you know what? Drivers have been saying that for years now. You know, Vettel said it, Lewis has said it, others have said it. I hope hope that there's momentum on her. I'm not saying V10, but we just gotta like at least make them sound a little better for the next go around. Do you think it's slightly damning to the FIA and F1 that? everybody was super pumped up to see Alonso go around in an old car more so than the actual race that took place on Sunday. Oh, I guarantee the social media hits for the Alonso test is going to be higher than anything that happened in the race other than maybe Red Bull roasting Mercedes and racing point after the race on Twitter. Um, But yeah, I think that clip, I mean, the Formula One Instagram accounts already had like six or seven things about it since it's happened. So, you know, anything to keep Formula One in a positive light is good media for them. It's just that there's, I, I guarantee if I look at the comments on any of those posts, it's probably tens of thousands of fans saying, let's go back to that. Agreed. Before we continue on, today's episode is again brought to you by our friends at Fanatics the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all leagues, teams, and players you love. If you enjoy the show and are looking to buy jerseys, sweatshirts, hats, whatever you want for Christmas gifts, holiday gifts, or friends and family, go to podgo.co slash fanatics and get 25% off your next order. So the quote-unquote Young driver's test was today, Matt. (laughs) Yeah. And the youngest driver who was racing today or testing today was the fastest car. I don't really have too much to say about the test as I, uh, I pull up test times here, but I just wanted to throw a little dig at the ridiculousness that Fernando Alonso... Sebastian Boemi and Robert Kubica were in the a young driver's test. You know, Fernando Alonso is younger than you, though, right? He's one of the few people who isn't. <laughs> well, first, congrats to Callum Eilat, who is now in the Ferrari family. So thankfully, he has landed on his seat, on his feet somewhere and has got a nice seat there. Uh, I guess uh, it's testing. Who knows what they're doing what they're trying out etc etc if 
driver A was doing one thing and driver B was focusing on another. I will say that, so Nick DeVries is in Mercedes. He was the 2019 F2 champion. Uh, he was recently signed by Mercedes, so kind of like the last second. It was supposed to be Mazepin, or Mazepin is a Mercedes driver in some sort of capacity, and obviously that's not happening now. Um, DeVries. that well, you will. Yeah. DeVries P2, though, and Van Dorn P3, but DeVries had two and a, a little tenths on Stoffel. I wondered if that, like, so if they continue to do some sort of testing with DeVries and Van Dorn, if DeVries is consistently faster, then poor old Van Dorn's going to go back to the E-Series driver for all these Formula One races in the offseason for Mercedes. That's going to be yeah, his, like, can, role. <laughs> he can go back there and play Call of Duty and be sad and whatever, and I won't really care. <laughs> I still read something that he was confused as to why he didn't get the seed for Bahrain. <laughs> yeah, I read that too. <laughs> And I wanted to send it to you, and then I I felt like if I sent it to you, I would get more annoyed, so I just pretended I didn't read that. Yeah, I mean, I I said it before, too, like, I think he should get another shot in Formula 1. I just don't think it should be Mercedes that he gets that shot with. No. It's just, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... uh, Yeah, otherwise, not too much stood out to me. Otherwise, I mean, Mick was last. He did register 125 laps, but... Without a teammate to compare him to, because he was the only Haas driver there, it's it's hard to gauge what exactly was going on. Um, Have you ever heard of the guy? He's seventh on the chart here, Antonio Fuoco. I I'm no, I know I probably butchered that. Who drove a Ferrari? I have never heard of that guy before. I also have never heard of that, and I'm okay. I'm amazed that Ferrari has like what. 87 four drivers that were like in the top seven in f2 this year or whatever and antonio fuoku got the the seat for this one i'm trying to look him up right now he is fia f2 in 2018 oh yikes he did one race at the Asian Le Mans Series GT and the GT World Challenge in Europe, one race in 2019-2020. So. Oh, I know the answer to this. Hold on. I have a new soundboard button for it. Is that it? Do you really have to pay to be a test driver nowadays? Would it shock you? No. but So he finished third in GP3 in 2016. And he finished seventh in 2018 F2. So, yes, naturally, test driver for Ferrari, who we can probably agree is the most historic Formula One team of all time, it fits the bill. P8 with Prem Racing in 2017. Hang on a second. Was that when he was teammates with Leclerc? It was. He was teammates with Leclerc. So Claire's out there winning the championship in 2017 F2, and this guy was P8. <sighs> yeah. I love how that's the one thing we zeroed on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we made fun of Alonzo for being old and Kubica for being old, but <laughs> we ended up turning our guns on poor old Antonio Fuoku here. Yeah, sorry, Antonio. I just don't know why you're you're testing... I'll wrap. I'll, I'll I'll go with one more of our, our headlines here, and I'll let you take the last one. McLaren sold 
a stake of its Formula One team to American investors. It was actually announced, I think, race morning or or Saturday before the race, uh, Saturday before qualifying. MSP Sports Capital increased its stake in McLaren from 15% to 33% by 2022. So good to see McLaren kind of getting their finances in order. MSP Sports Capital has experience in the NFL, MLB, NBA, ESPN News, and other sports management companies. So good for McLaren, I guess, in a way, you know, get that 2020 sting of financial issues out the window and, and onwards and upwards. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a tough year for McLaren financially, I think, but I think they're making it work and I think they're being a little over cautious just to make sure their future's in order. So that's good. Pretty soon. Uh, I thought it was Dorlington capital. We're going to buy another team. Honestly, make, so did I. They're going to make McLaren the primary team and Williams, the junior team or something, but uh, yeah, it's always good. The struggle in times like this, the teams can find financial backing. So bravo. The last one here, uh, Lewis Hamilton was back this last weekend after his bout with COVID. So he's back, uh, kind of commented after the race that he was definitely feeling the effects of being out for two weeks, both physically just feeling a little weaker. And then just saying that he kind of lost the momentum of the season and kind of had to get back into the groove. Understandable. He finished third. Didn't really have a whole lot to race for, to be honest, since the championship is all wrapped up, but just a cool moment this weekend that happened was, Silverstone, the track that hosts the first ever Formula One race and has hosted the British Grand Prix since 1994 every year, but you know, well beyond that as well. Donington hosted in '93, but um, Silverstone has hosted many of races over the years. They've decided to name the new pit straight, the one that's been on the track for the modified layout that's been the last decade or so. Uh, they have named the new pit straight there the Hamilton Straight, uh, which goes along with a lot of other names they already have there, Maggots, Beckett's, Hanger Straight, etc. Cops. So really cool that they named that after Lewis Hamilton, who is by far the most decorated British driver in Formula One, and with all of his stats this year, the most decorated Formula One driver ever. So congrats to Lewis. That's a, a really high honor. Congrats to Lewis. I'm glad he's recovering and starting to feel better. Silverstone makes my head hurt just because every corner and every straight has a name, and there's zero chance my brain is ever going to be able to wrap its head around all of the corners and straights and curb, you know, rumble strip curbs and whatnot. And it's just, it's exhausting. But it's a historic track, so I get it. I think that wraps up our. I think that's it. I think we so we'll be. I think we got awards next week, don't we? Oh yeah, it's definitely award show. We can't recap our season predictions because we didn't make them. <laughs> Thankfully for, for us, for anybody who wants something really funny, we decided we were going to branch out and do Formula One. I think the morning of the first race, it might have actually been like the opening laps of the first race when Matt and I were texting, and we were like, "Let's do this." So. Can't recap predictions, but we will have plenty of awards are you, to hand out. Are you going to Australia for the first race next year? I will not probably <laughs> be in Australia. As much as I honestly would love to go 
abroad to Australia and many F1 races, I am pretty sure the Australian flight alone is way out of the budget. I'll, we'll, I'll have to check with Jess, the accountant, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that would get squashed down very quickly. All right. But we can finger, fingers crossed if anybody wants to sponsor every one of our episodes for eternity so I can go to some F1 races, uh, please just let me know. And unless there's anything else, nope, that's it. We'll be back next week with awards. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for following along all F1 season. We will keep doing these episodes all off season as stuff comes up and Maybe we'll do like an F1 trivia night, sort of like we've done on the IndyCar side, and we'll have some fun with it. So thank you very much for listening. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.